Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. I am one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello, Yasmin. And app developer Russell Ivanovich. Howdy ho. Now, um, Andy, I saw your I saw your tweets, and you were you visited POTUS. I was rummaging through POTUS's house while POTUS was in Hawaii. Uh, basically, his <laughs> is that kids, is that legal? <laughs> it is. Uh, well, it, it was like it was like one of those wild '80s teen comedies where uh, mom and dad like were out to Hawaii and they left the kids behind. Uh, and so they say, hey, look, we got this awesome, awesome killer house and they got like, you know, cooks and stuff and like a dance floor. Let's have a party. They'll never know about it. And boy, they're going to get in Dutch if they find out what we did to the Roosevelt Room. So we got to like uh, raise some money with a teen dance or something. Uh, to, well, yeah, yeah. So I, had, I, was, I gave a talk at uh, John Hopkins uh, and... Uh, one of the, the one of the people who was organizing it, like his wife is a staffer and you know and and said, well, if you if you'd like to if you'd like to again get a tour of the White House, we'd be more than happy to do that. And so it was a really, really super cool thing, uh, particularly because I was told that this is not the tour that you get like if you sign up through your uh, congressperson uh, or senator, you this is like a staffer <laughs> who has like a, can take who can take you places that you may not necessarily otherwise get to go. Uh, and, uh, and and also I, I'm glad that I have the souvenir box of Barack Obama uh, chocolate kisses. That's going to go. That's going to go in a special place where I, I think I, I've actually pricing out like little like uh, like glass display boxes because I think that some t- I, I I I I have no intention of eating them, but there are times where there is no candy anywhere in the house and there's been no candy for a week and it's like one a.m. and you're like. But what if I just take? I mean, it's not like these. These they're going to go bad. So why don't I just take the box apart carefully, take out the candies, and then glue it back together so you can't see that it was taken apart? It's actually the more sensible thing. I think if I put it under glass, uh, it'll be great. Uh, I, I will. I will. I will say. I will say one last thing though. The, the one last cool thing about this. Um, Two two cool things. This is where we're in the we're in the holiday mix. So just like school and work, where you're kind of not in the mood for doing real work. So let's 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 just BS until we can all leave at four a four p.m. on a Thursday. Um, two things. The, the, the it, it is the real like the real White House. It's not like it is not set up for as a tourist thing. It's not like uh, it's not like other. Uh, uh, congressional build, other buildings in Washington where they're public buildings. They're also designed to be big and awesome and marble and that's that, that, that. And there are, there are murals and after, this is like it's so cool that this is uh, comes across as it's just like an office building where people do real work. There's nothing there that's designed to intimidate anybody. It's just it's a humble place with where the most powerful person in the free world does his or her daily uh, daily work. Um, uh, so, but uh, two things were that. So, so we're walking around, and we get to we get to like the entrance of the Situation Room, like that, like the Situation Room. And so wow. I see, and, and I see like these uh, in every movie. It's so it's exactly like what I have seen, where it's this suspiciously flat, 
oak richly paneled wall that you know like like lifts there's a separate there's a, there's a little secret join so parts of it like open up to let people in and also given away by the fact that there's this like i could see it as i passed by before i went into that little alcove there's this little like almost like a tiny tiny atm shaped sort of thing like a metal thing that clearly like you put your hand or your head in there for like a retina scan or a handprint scan or something so that people can't see like you you, you entering your security credentials uh, and then like actually walk into the alcove and discover that the wall is in fact just the wall and that what I thought was like put your head inside here for security retinal scan is actually one of those uh, coke free machines <laughs> where like you put the cup in and you can like touch the touchpad to have like 50% mellow yellow 50% like diet coke and so okay good thing good thing to know um the the second interesting thing was so it was every there was like purell like Everywhere, like Purell dispensers everywhere, and so uh, I was told that uh, the entrance that uh, that I went into, that we went into, is like it's, again, there's there's no like it's not the ceremonial entrance for like tour tour groups, and no, this is like if you have work in the White House, if you if you are in the administration, you have to go in to like meet with the president to show like what's going on here. Uh, this is the entrance you use, and there's like Purell like stations, just like you'd see, you know, in, in a mall or something, like every like ten feet. And so I kind of made a big deal of, for myself of, well, I'm I'm this is presidential, this is this is White House Purell. This is they got they got access to the stuff that I'm sure they can't you can't get in the store. So like I've made a point of every and also you know, the United States public money paid for this Purell. I am an American, so I made a point of every 10 feet, whenever there was one, I would stick my hand in and get some Purell. And so, ha, ha, ho, ho. Uh, and then get, get to the Oval Office. Oval Office is incredible. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then, so, but we continue after we, after, after we get past the, the, the Oval Office, I realized that there are no more Purell dispensers. <laughs> so it's like, no. clearly, like, all that, they don't care about your health. They just care about making sure that you're germ-free before you meet the president <laughs> after that screw you <laughs> screw everyone you're going to come in contact with but yeah it, it was just super super cool and uh really if anybody has a chance to to, to take advantage of that uh i i sorely sorely <laughs> recommend it because it's it's quite a special place you will also, by the way, ruin everybody else's time by quoting every line from the West Wing when you realize oh, that, no. oh, this is this is where like B M M President and Mrs. Bartlett, after church, they were walking from like the residence to the Oval Office. And she and he's saying to her, you make me egg few egg foo young. And yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, and and the and the Roosevelt Room. All I could think, of, all I could, and here's the Nobel Peace Prize, and here's this, and I'm all, all I'm thinking is, is Leo going there, there. There was a big block of cheese that was left for so that all could partake of it. And I'm like, oh, I'm really not taking this seriously enough. Well, I was hoping I was hoping POTUS was there because uh, I wanted to know if you know we found out a couple. This was millions of episodes ago. Okay, not millions, but uh, that he was now an Android user. So. I was hoping that you would be able to say, hey, Material Podcasts, and, uh, you know, get us on his radar. But, you know, it's all right. It's all right. I hope, hopefully you dropped a Material Podcast sticker somewhere in the White House, and he's going to just walk around and find it and then be a listener. We welcome. I, I, we welcome I you. Would have, I would have looked forward to fixing his phone just as I fixed the phones of every interesting, powerful, and successful person that I have met over 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 the years um but, yeah, can't I wait did, till the I, NSA I did, did, hears that one andy 
Oh well, oh they they heard it inside the room, uh, but yeah. Well, I, I was I was see now th- this is this is how this is how you go. I'm already like honored enough that I'm just get a chance the, through through the generosity of a of White House staffer to, to tour the White House somewhere in the back of my mind. I'm not saying this was a serious thought. I, I promise you, I'm, I'm, what I'm about to tell you is embarrassing enough. I'm telling you, it's not like it was a serious thought, but one tenth of one percent of me was thinking that well. You know, Obama was like lived in Chicago before he became president. Maybe he was a fan of my column and continues to be. And like you have to, you actually have to like a couple weeks beforehand, you have to go through a, a simple security screening just to make sure that we know who you are. We know that you're not someone that we don't want to have inside the White House. Like maybe like you know, say hey. Isn't that the isn't that that weird named guy that 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 Barry keeps talking about? How like every time he's about he was about to buy that fitness band, he wanted to know what I th- what this guy thought of it, and like maybe he just like bump into say, hey, you're Andy and go. Hey, don't leave these losers behind. Come into the residence. Let's hang out. We got I got the new Xbox. <laughs> So I'm, I'm saying one-tenth of one percent, which is sad enough that I thought that, oh, the president is going to pull me out of line because he's a fan of my work. Well, I don't want to brag, but, you know, Michelle Obama has actually retweeted me. So, you know, if Michelle was there and I was there, I would have invited you to the to the cool circle there. Uh, I want to know, Andy, though, was there any Google Homes around the White House? Uh, we've been hearing from the listener saying Andy's something is wrong with Andy's Google Home because uh, a few episodes back you said that if you ask Google Home a question and then you said, hey, Google, stop. It would uh, not not listen to you, um, but I'm I'm actually able to get my Google Home to stop. And listeners have been writing and saying I'm able to get my Google Home to stop answering me. Like, is uh, is Andy's Google Home broken? And so they actually sent us a link where you can check the audio because it records like the history of the audio. Um, and I think you can actually listen back to each one of the different uh, microphones within the Google Home to check if any of them are broken. Yeah, actually, I had checked out that. Uh, it's it's great to. I recommend anybody when you get something new, uh, after you play with it for the first half hour, to go through every menu inside the app. Because somewhere on day two, I found this thing where it will show you here's archived what not only what Google uh, what, what Google Home thought it, thought it heard, but also here's an audio recording. And I think that I was having some problems with the microphones because the auto recordings were just not really there. Uh, since then, I've done a couple flashes, a couple. I think I might have received an update because uh, I was able to have it. I was able to interrupt it. The audio is a, is better now in that it's working well. As a, it's not still not working. The microphones still aren't as sensitive as what uh, Alexa has, but that's I think just because of hardware as opposed to anything else. So I'm happier with it than I was before. Uh, for now, I still pre- I still uh, prefer the Echo uh, to Google Home, but I think that's really just due to the fact that the Echo has been around for a while uh, and uh, Google Home is still finding its legs. Nice, nice. I have one more question for you, Andy. I don't know why this is the Ask Andy Nutco Show. I guess that that should be our title. Um, the listeners really want to know about more about the Google Wi-Fi and your experience, Andy. And I have to say, this week on Skype, Yasmin, like Samsung sales, is quite smooth. Uh, I think I'm coming across okay. You're coming across quite choppy. Uh, um, are you still on the Google Wi-Fi? What's what's going on? Uh, no, uh, I'm not. Well, excuse me. Right now, I'm not on uh, uh, on Google Wi-Fi. Uh, I it's it's because I went on the uh, I got home like uh, late this morning on the overnight Amtrak train 
so that I can have as much fun in D.C. on Monday as possible because, hey, I paid for the hotel room for Sunday night. I may as well get an entire day. And I was like uh, – I got, went right to bed, uh, woke up about a half hour before I had to record uh, Mac Break Weekly. And that's where I realized, oh, that's right because I got my – I took my lap, I took my MacBook with me. Uh, so I had to set up my entire computer here over again. And I forgot to take out of the, my suitcase my Ethernet dongle. So I am using a substitute Ethernet dongle, which is not nearly as good. Okay, okay. Because uh, after hearing all the all the skipping, I was thinking, oh my goodness, do not buy the Google Wi-Fi. But no, it is not a Google Wi-Fi problem. Everyone still really happy it's, with it's Google Wi-Fi. I think it's really, so, really good. So, so very going happy about good. It. And of course, uh, the Google Home is always improving. Uh, last week, we talked about Netflix and the ability to cast Netflix shows. And when we recorded, it wasn't actually officially like enabled yet. Uh, but I, over over the week, they've actually turned it on. So now you can say, "Hey, material, uh, you know, watch." Let's see which show which show on Netflix is on there. Watch Columbo. the the which one. <laughs> Columbo, which is a good public service announcement. All the HD episodes of Columbo go away like on December 31st. They lost like the license for it. So it goes away on January 1st. So you got to watch all of them like in the next week and a half. Well, I've been watching at 3%. So I'm going to I'm going to help you out all the all the Google Home people. Okay, Google, watch 3% on the living room. And there we go. Now you started watching the 3%. So it's actually pretty neat. Um, if you initiate it, it'll, it'll uh, tell you, hey, you know, found this on Netflix and it's going to start playing. So my daughters had fun playing with it. Um, here is one tip, though. It only works with Chromecast devices. It does not work with like the Nexus player that has the built-in uh, Chromecast, Google Cast built-in. So FYI, if you have a Nexus player and you're thinking, oh, I can Chromecast to it, it will not work. So you actually have to have an actual Chromecast uh, device. So maybe they'll fix that in the, in the next uh, editions. But right now it is uh, not working properly for some people, which was, uh, which was fun to figure out because <laughs> my daughter, it's always fun listening to my daughter play with the Google Home because she's uh, trying to get like My Little Pony on there and then it's not working properly. And I'm like, tell it to play it on the living room, not the Nexus player. And like, then I have to explain. And then uh, by the end of the day, I'm like, just please just use the controller. I know you want to use the Google Home. Uh, but, it, but it is pretty cool to just get, you know, shows started. Um, I haven't accurately been able to test this, but I haven't been able to get it to resume like so say if you're watching a show and there's you know five episodes in the show and you watch episode three it won't start playing episode four it just starts from like the beginning and i don't know if that's something that's coming that's going to be a fix or whatnot the other the other concern is that netflix has different profiles so say for instance uh you could be watching episode you know, three of one show and then on the other profile, that person could be watching episode four. And so I don't know how the syncing is going to work. So it's pretty, I'm going to say it's pretty basic right now in terms of getting it on the Chromecast, but I hope it actually gets a little bit smarter. Yeah, mm. uh, no, I hope it does as well. I, we have one last uh, bit of feedback for, for this particular show. I figure it's kind of the festive season. I don't, I don't know what you call it in America, the holiday season. You know, people are receiving and giving presents, you know, wishes are coming true. And a listener, James, sent us a very long email about, you know, tablets and the state of Android tablets. And he was in a bit of despair, Yasmin. And I won't read the entire email. It's quite long. It was, it was a good sort of summary of, you know, how Android tablets had so much promise. And then somewhere along the line, you know, they lost their way. The Nexus 9 was a bit buggy. It only seemed to get more buggy with more updates, which is a strange thing. You know, that's not normal. So he ends this email, Yasmin, with, I guess I'm hoping that if there are a few more voices discussing the dire state of Android tablets 
and supporting the development of decent ones, then maybe someone will listen. And you never know, if Yasmin asks for it, one might just land on her desk like the burrito did. So Yasmin, the listeners are reaching out to you. They want to know what can you do to fix the state of Android tablets? Listen, listen, everyone is getting the wrong impression here. I do not actually command Google, you know, and they've, I've only gotten free burritos. That's it. Uh, I, I haven't been able to get a product out of them, or maybe I have the daydream. I guess I did see the, you did they, say, come on, they were going to. Come gonna, on, Yasmin. I it, did say it wasn't going to be called the daydream. Lot, it had look, a different I was name. Trying to be, I was trying to be humble and modest here, but uh, let's just like, face oh. it, a lot of great ideas coming from me. So what, what can you do about um, tablets, Yasmin? What can you do about tablets? I... Well, I have one on my wrist, so I'm keeping the dream alive. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do about tablets. Um, yeah, I hopefully they come out with, I, I don't, you know, tablets, that's like a whole nother segment. I, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, Google, please make it happen. But I don't know if that's in your best interest. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I know listeners are going to be upset with me, um, but I guess that's the truth of it. I mean, who? I that's you're you know Russell. You're the one that has the the Pixel, the Pixel tablet. So you have like the Pixel most C, high yeah. end Pixel tablet, C. the Pixel C. You have like the most high end tablet, and but I don't think you use it that uh, often, right? Uh, yeah, if by not that often you meant like a few times for testing, then yeah, it'd be correct. I have to keep charging it though because I don't want it to die. I'm like one day this could be useful for something. I just got to keep charging it. I think. I reckon, I don't know we don't want to turn this into a topic, but I reckon for me, like two things have happened, right? The tablet kind of hit its perfect use case when you were reading on it and, you know, surfing and whatever. And then all the manufacturers are like, oh, this is the future of computing. You must use this to do all sorts of computing. And they added keyboards like the Pixel C has and all sorts of split screeny stuff. And I don't know, it's never really gelled for me. I look at it, I'm like, oh, I feel like my laptop's better I- for that. And I know, I know. Uh, people with the iPad, namely Mike and uh, Federica, would disagree with me. You know, the iPad is the greatest second coming of tablets that ever existed, but I just, I don't see it. I'm sorry, James. Yeah, you know, I definitely see use case for the tablet, like the Lenovo one that Andy we talked about a few episodes back where you could actually do like, um, it, it was a, a it was a tablet on one side and the other side it had that keyboard that would you could use or you could use it as a drawing pad, um, which I actually really want one of those. Like I think something like that can be really useful. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my daughter uses a tablet a whole lot, but in terms of our family in the house, we just don't really go for the tablet. We go for the phone because that's where all of our services are logged in. And if I need to actually do some work, I get my uh, MacBook Pro. I mean, I definitely do some editing like Google Docs editing on my phone, but that's mostly not out of uh, wanting to do that, more of a necessity. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about tablets. I'm sorry. I, here, here, because you asked, uh, here, Google, please bring back Android tablets, make them happen, make them happen. All right. All right. No one get mad at me anymore. <laughs> I think, it's, I think it's just hard to figure out like how to get into that, that, that market. Because if you, if you want to make a really, really good, like mobile style tablet, okay, well, Apple's making iPads and they're doing pretty well, even, but even the iPads are, they're not tanking, but they're certainly sort of the sales are, are, are definitely leveled off. If you want to make a cheap one, Amazon makes us makes awesome color tablets uh, that actually run a, a fork version of Android. Uh, the Fire tablets, you can buy them on, on the holidays for 40 bucks, like a color, full <laughs> color. I think they're even HD. Uh, they're built really, really well. They're not microscopically thin, but they're they're constructed extremely well. They're not like the blister packed ones you get at the at the at the pharmacy uh, at the drugstore for for at eleven dollars and twenty cents per throw. 
Um, and then you have Microsoft that is making a full Gonzo uh, tablet desktop system, and you can get uh, like professional ones for fifteen hundred bucks, and you can get even just basic user ones for a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks. So I mean I'm, I'm I'll, I'll say that I, I like what uh, what uh, Nougat is doing because there's so much support now for doing a real uh, multi uh, multi view. Uh, t- uh, tablet form factors and also uh, laptop form factors i'm hoping that uh, companies like uh, like dell and hp that have the ability to just make a platform and then figure out how to sell it as a windows based machine sell it as an android uh, based machine uh, i'm hoping that they look upon that as an opportunity to make uh, a really good let's say $200 like yoga style folding convertible uh, that they could also sell as uh, chromebooks to education but it's it's a it's a hard nut to crack. Like it might be, it might be the uh, the Android tablet might in fact be the frozen uh, flagpole of tech products. It might be unlickable. <laughs> Best analogy. Best ever. analogy. Thank you. And thank you. And and seasonal. And seasonal. And seasonal. Well, except in Australia, and Andy, seasonal. where it's it's over a hundred degrees this week. So maybe oh, you probably still don't want to lick well, the the poles. Exactly, to be, to be for, fair, still relevant. <laughs> I, I will just say this one thing. I don't necessarily think that tablets are dead, but it's one of those uh, items that you generally you buy once and you really don't need to upgrade every year. And so that makes it a bit difficult for people to save money because, you know, it's a great thing to watch videos and, um, you know, read articles and whatnot. Uh, but, but, you know, I'm not made of money. If I were, I would be buying another a- Android tablet. But first... Andy has something to say. <laughs> no, no, just to, in, in, in case in case I gave the wrong impression. No, I, I love my iPad. Uh, my iPad Pro is uh, one of my really. I I do the reason why I keep my MacBook docked to my desktop uh, is because whenever I leave the house, I leave the house with the iPad Pro. If I leave the house for more than uh, even for, for an entire week, uh, I will only take the MacBook with me if there really is no substitute. And the only reason why I took it to DC was because I was get part of my talk involved programmable microcontrollers, and I couldn't. And because my my iPad is an Apple product, of course, it's not going to let you hook up to anything that Apple does not think uh, a regular user would ever want to connect to. So for all that, for for just this thing, I just had to take this huge thing. But yeah, no tablets. Tablets are absolutely great, uh, and also the way that Microsoft is doing them is also really really great i think you know what else is really really great is linux on the server and that's not going anywhere let me tell you it has it arrived many years ago and <laughs> microsoft apple doesn't matter who is not going to take it away so this episode is brought to you by linode and what do they do <gasps> they run a combination linux of high performance ssd linux servers <gasps> spread across eight data centers around the world which makes them a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure you can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which now gets you two gigabytes of RAM. And that's how you pronounce it, by the way. You'll be able to choose your resources, <laughs> Linux distro and node location right from the manager tool. And once you're up and running, it's easy to deploy, boot and resize your virtual server in just a few clicks. And they're not just saying that. We actually do run a lot of these here at Shifty Jelly and they are really easy to deploy with just a few clicks. So uh, you're thinking, oh, it's, you know, what, what other people use Linode? Am I going to be the only one? No, they have over 400,000 customers who are serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. Uh, they're obviously open over the holidays. They're in a proper data center, you know, with a full 40 gigabit, you know, network connection. And they do stuff for you all the time. So they upgrade the infrastructure behind the scenes. And generally, you get that stuff for free. Like the we logged in once and they're like, hey, you want double the disk space? Sure, just press this button. And as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com, 
linode.com slash material. That's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material. You'd not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards your first plan. And you'll also get a seven-day money-back guarantee. So absolutely nothing to lose here. Linode.com slash material to learn more and sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or if you're super excited, you're already in the checkout process. Material 20 is the code you want to use. So we want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. And speaking of stuff that's never going away, uh, Google Search has now landed on your Google keyboard. The, they have Google has rebranded Google Keyboard back to Gboard on Android. Uh, again, Gboard was the keyboarding app on iOS uh, that, that Google announced. And it had a lot of really neat features uh, that a lot of people on Android were going, hey, when, when are we going to get those features? Because that looks pretty cool. Um, and they finally brought it over to Android. And their tagline for the Gboard is search and share right from your keyboard. And then this is a tagline that they meant to include, but didn't actually get uh, in there. Because we know you're not actually using Ello. Burn! Oh, low blow, Yasmin. Low blow. Sorry if anyone from the Ello team is listening. Sorry. But no, I, I so Gboard came out, and I this is one of the keyboarding apps that I've been looking at when on CNN and iOS going, oh, I really, really want that. Like, mostly the main thing that I wanted was the emoji search, so you can actually search for emojis. Um, and that, for me, is a lifesaver, because if you're like, oh, I know this emoji exists, you know, more keep on getting added every year, and now you can actually search for them. I will say, though, that the emoji search is uh, kind of hit or miss, unfortunately. I don't know why, uh, but... Like I was looking for thumbs up emoji and I typed in thumbs and it only ha- it only gave me like a thumbs down emoji and I was like, "Where's the thumbs <laughs> up emoji? Learning. Did they that know, get Yasmin. destroyed?" <laughs> yeah, no, Yasmin and never so, gives uh, anyone a thumbs up. <laughs> never, yeah, exactly. Like, no, nah, yes, that's not really Yasmin's character. Let's give her what she really <laughs> wants. And so I couldn't find that, um, but you know it. It is in there, so you can actually search for stuff. So hopefully they they fix the emoji search because there's some wonkiness and. Um, another thing with emoji that's bugging me about Gboard is that they've added this like glow behind the emoji on the emoji picker. I don't know if you notice this. If you have a dark theme uh, keyboard, which if you didn't ah, know, you can keyboard. change different themes in in uh, the Gboard or the Google Keyboard app. You can just select uh, from various themes, dark themes, light themes. You can even add your own image uh, color on there or your own image as a background. And there's this weird glow, and I don't know why they did that, but it just looks super wonky. So I've actually had to switch to a light keyboard. Which, uh, which thanks because I like my dark keyboard. So uh, I will, that I will say needs to get fixed. But let's talk about the good stuff. I know I've been I've been talking about all the all the other stuff that was kind of broken. They had they added this automatic language switching, which is pretty awesome. So if you select English or Spanish as your two languages, um, as you're typing, it will automatically find out which language you're using, and it will um, provide the spell check for that. So it's actually pretty cool to be able to switch through those automatic languages. It's pretty neat. Um, some other things that you know they have and which we talked about was the Google search. So they've incorporated Google search within the keyboard. And this is how I think is actually pretty useful because you don't have to leave uh, the app or whatever else you're doing in order to search for something. You can, there's, there's a little G icon for the search and then you type in your search. It provides you the results and then you can even send those results uh, into whatever into wherever you're typing, which is pretty excellent. And for me, that's almost the potential of what Allo could have been, 
Um, but in a, but then what happened with Ello is that it felt very much more invasive. Like uh, if you at Google, within Ello, if you say at Google and then you ask it a question, it automatically pastes the results. And sometimes you wanted to continue the search, but you didn't want to bog down your friend's uh, message thread because it would just start posting all the different uh, results. And even though it was beautifully designed, it still felt very almost like you're uh, bombarding the the message thread. And so for me, like if there was a way in Ello to do it the way that you do it with Google search where you can select what you want to send, I think that's a better experience. So um, I think it's pretty cool. I've been, I've been using Gboard and I'm really happy with it. Uh, what is everyone else's thoughts? Uh, I've been really liking it. The one thing I don't like, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing they can do about this, is it's killed some of my muscle memory. So I can't explain it, but my thumbs know where to tap. And now they're tapping there and there's different things there. And my thumbs are like, oh, what's going on? But I'm sure that'll only take a, a few days to, to get over. Yeah, I, I like it too, particularly having search embedded inside the keyboard. Because so many times you're not, you don't really need to go to an entire browser for what you need to do. You're just typing a message, and you want to know, oh wait, what's the name of that thing that I'm, I can't remember right now. He was in, a, he was in, he was, he he played, he played bass behind Elvis Costello on uh, on Imperial. But ah, okay, let's go into Chrome. You'd much rather just be able to, <laughs> please, please type this thing that I name that I can't remember, but maybe you can remember it for me, and then type it. Uh, it's a, it's it's a. We're, a great way for uh, Google to continue to differentiate what it does from what Apple does with its phone, which one of those one of those backward looking keyboards where you press buttons and letters appear. For heaven's sake! <laughs> Not only that, Yasmin, but you did mention the automatic language switching. I have heard from some international listeners that it can actually switch mid sentence. So I know if some of you speak, you know, two languages, sometimes you'll mix. You might mix English with Spanish or English with Italian or whatever. And it, Spanglish. Spanglish. It apparently knows how to. Or, yeah, it knows those those two languages in the same sentence, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I am really impressed with that. Yeah, for for some for some reason, a lot of Google apps like were updated last week. Um, at least at least over the weekend, I saw like just Christmas treat all the way down. Like every single Google app that was on my phone got a hey, there's a new version of Photos. Hey, there's a new version of mu- Music. Hey, there's a new camera. Uh, I actually got that a couple of days earlier when I was taking pictures and I was oh look, there's a whole there's a, a, a basically a whole new interface and the camera's a lot faster. Some of these features are uh, Nexus uh, six and Nexus five X, and I assume Pixel uh, Pixels uh, uh, exclusive. Uh, but uh, they continue to work and work and work on this stuff, um, uh, and some of it is. Uh, I'm just uh, the only the only bad part is that it's tr- it seems true that some of this is just getting the uh, like with the uh, Google keyboard getting the uh, Android version of this working as well as the iOS version has been working for several months. Uh, but uh, definitely, th- I think that I think that you do have to keep an eye on uh, the 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 Play Store updates, if only to make sure you're not shocked. With like as Russell says, you launch the camera app because you want to do something. Oh wait, where's the, oh, da, 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 oh da, da. but in that in those eight seconds of confusion about not knowing how how now I, I execute uh, uh, execute a video, I've just lost the chance to do the video. But good good, good new features. They added slow motion video uh, capture. Uh, they added a couple of other shooting modes. Uh, it's easier to do uh, change white balance and other like slightly advanced uh, effects. And also they really improved uh, HDR plus as good as it was already. So a lot of great great stuff to start playing with. 
Yeah, it's always, I love always getting the updates from uh, the Google products. It's always like, ooh, what new things can you introduce? Uh, and then you, hopefully you don't get to the update screen and it says bug fixes. Oh, you mean like, like uh, <laughs> I was just looking down my list, Yasmin, and there was there were Aloe and Jua, and you'll never guess what's new. Bug fixes. <gasps> bug fixes. Bug my fixes. favorite. <laughs> Everybody loves them. <laughs> um, but yeah, someday, other, someday uh, if, if, if I ever, if, if, if Marvel or DC ever, like, hires me to write comics, I'm going to have a crime-fighting duo called Bug Features and Feature Enhancements. <laughs> I don't know what their power set is going to be, but it's going to happen. Every two weeks, Andy, they'll just they'll turn up. They'll they'll just shout some things and then disappear for another two weeks. Like we don't have to tell you why we're here. We just come every two weeks. This is how it works. There is also another improvement um, to Google Maps, which is actually pretty cool. Is that Google Maps now mentions wheelchair accessibility when it's available? Um, so this is actually something that a lot of people have struggled with when they try to go to different locations. They actually have to look at the street view to see, hey, if I'm in a wheelchair, can I navigate uh, through there? Can I get around? Um, and I, you know, I've had to deal with deal with this in terms of my niece has a wheelchair, um, and so that's actually a big big uh, concern of us. Like when we're trying to plan a trip or trying to do something, you know, my sister-in-law is like, do they have a wheelchair accessibility? Like, can, can uh, we get through? And then we have to kind of try to figure out if if she'll be able to navigate through through the shop or the restaurant. Uh, but Google has now added that built into the Google Maps. So it's actually pretty cool. And it's all thanks to the local guides. So if you are a local guide uh, for Google Maps, it will ask you, hey, is this place wheelchair accessible? And then if you say yes or no, uh, then they'll be able to show that within that so i think that's pretty awesome um it's i i love google maps it's probably becoming one of those like really favorite uh products that just slowly gets better and better but not in a way that's like really like there's this really cool new feature that's like sparkles and blah blah blah. but it's just like stuff that's really useful that you never thought about and it's just really enhancing and like those are my favorite product updates so um yeah shout out to the google maps team for helping people navigate and get around yeah, that, that for me, that's the signature difference between Apple Maps and Google Maps. Apple Maps has made a lot of progress uh, since its understandably shocky uh, debut a few years ago. Uh, and now it's good enough that you can use it to get in your car and navigate from point A to point B in a really efficient way. But the difference is that Google Maps is now at that level of sophistication where they can put in features like this that are going to be critically important to a smaller segment of the user base. Uh, so uh, fortunately for uh, for me, I uh, I uh, I, uh, I don't ha- that's that doesn't impact that change does not impact my life on a daily basis, but it is can be revolutionary in solving problems for uh, for for other people. And you can point to like dozens of other little features that work that way, uh, including being awareness. Well, how about people who uh, use the transit system, but they're willing to walk a certain way. Uh, here's it's uh, I really can't say this. It's one of the most sophisticated and one of the most uh, game changing apps I think that's ever been released. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my my new number one favorite feature is the closing time. So I'll often navigate somewhere in Google Maps and be like, hey, just letting you know the, the shop will be closed by the time you get there. Like, really? And then you're like, oh, yeah, it's like Saturday or whatever. Like, I should have known it closes at five. Like, that has saved my bacon so many times because in the past, oh, yeah. I drive yeah. 20 minutes to the shop and like the doors are closed. You're like, why are the doors closed? What is going on here? <laughs> Yeah, no, that that is one of my favorites. It'll even do if you are looking to go to that location. Uh, Russell, I don't know if you've seen it. It'll tell you it's going to take you 20 minutes to get there. 
And by the time you get there, it will be closed. Yeah, and it so even, like it it even, even warns you, you if yeah. you're close to closing time. It's like, oh, you're going to mm-hmm. get there and there'll only be 15 minutes left before it closes, which yeah. is also, I mean, that's still pretty useful information. Oh, it's just amazing. I love Google this Maps. A, it's, it's, a great, it's a great app <laughs> for, intro, introverts, for introverts who really don't <laughs> who want excuses not to leave the house. It's like, uh, well, I suppose I should go food shopping tonight instead of, you know, just having a frozen burrito. Like, oh, well, okay, well, it closes at seven and traffic says I probably won't get there. And also it says here that's usually really, really busy this time of day. I should just stay home. I'll have, I'll have, I'll just, I'll just have a bag of microwave popcorn for, and some diet soda. It, it does that, Andy. It actually tells you about how busy a location does, is as well. Maybe you've yes. had that for a while in the yes. US, but we only just recently got this in Australia. So I was going to go to a place, and then you look at the graphs and be like, I'm "Sorry, honey, we can't go here. Look, look how many other people are here. We can't. I can't be around all these people." <laughs> yeah, so such an amazing improvements. Um, but, you know, one thing that isn't being improved on, there has been some reports that the Nexus uh, 6P's batteries have actually, uh, they developed a problem where it drains really, really quick. Um, and I've actually, and I, and I bring this up because uh, my husband was complaining about this on his Nexus uh, 5X where his battery just drains uh, super quick, like out of nowhere. And I'm like, have you looked at your battery stats? Like what's happening? And so I was uh, keeping an eye on to see if anyone else was, uh, you know, struggling with this dealing with this and there is a report on android uh, police that the nexus 6ps have a, a battery problem so i'm curious if it's with the nexus devices and hopefully that there is a fix out there um yet yeah, out there because that draining your battery like that is the least least favorite thing you know like that really just messes with you once your phone's dead it's it's kind of like so long that's why i always travel with like a ginormous battery pack if you've ever seen me at conferences i have this like giant battery pack that uh one time at security the person like brought it out and i was like it's a battery pack and he's like i know but this thing's huge <laughs> and so it is uh, i have to travel with that because like the last thing you want to do is get stranded especially in a, in a place you don't know um which it looks like you you're running into some battery issues russell with the pixel yeah the annoying thing about battery issues is uh, yeah i know there's a battery burn down chart and it gives you like rough estimates of like hey we think these kind of apps are using your battery um i had this yesterday i mean i was at home so i was using my phone more and we did go out a bit but my battery went down super quick. It was maybe like four o'clock and it was almost flat. And I normally get easily get a full day and I'm still at 50% like on my phone. And then I looked at the battery chart and it's like screen, Android OS. I'm like, well, this is useful, I guess. Like one of these things used my battery. And I don't know if it was the 711 update. I only installed that recently. There's, there's absolutely no way to know. I have heard anecdotally from a few other people that say, it seems like I installed 711 and now I'm getting less battery. But if that's actually the case or not, it's really hard to tell. All I know is that yesterday, yeah, my, my battery just, yeah, something happened. It just, you can see the graph, it's like flat, 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 and then drop. And then I charged it and it's like flat, flat, drop. And I'm like, what are you doing in those drops? I don't, I don't really know. Well, there's good news for, for you. I guess maybe this isn't good news because if you have a next, because if you want to switch over to Project Fi, there was a $20, if a friend sends you, there's a 20 five or $25, a 20, sorry, a $20 code that if you use the code to sign up, you get $20. And then the friend that referred you get $20. And listen, I'm willing to uh, put my code out there if anyone wants to join Project Fi, you know, because I'm doing it from the bottom of my heart, really looking out for you, not looking out for me. I'm looking out for you listeners who want the Project Fi experience. You can get $20 off and hey, I get $20 off. Uh, but I, but maybe these, uh, the, us talking about the battery draining on the Nexus and Pixel doesn't really help because those are the only phones you can use on Project Fi. 
Uh, but on the plus side, they're most likely to get updates quicker. You know I'm what? Trying. I I'm really trying. want, yes, man. I, I travel to the US once or twice a year. I want like a Project Fire that I can actually get as a traveler because I always have to go to AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon and he's in the store for like an hour or two hours and like, sir, we need to know this and that. I'm like, oh, every single time. It'd be cool if you could just have a Project Fire account that you only just use like a few times a year. I'd, I'd be super happy with that. Please, Google, let us, let us Australians use it. Yeah, I mean, you technically could. Hmm. Actually, I think you could. Yeah. Because you just have to, you just have to sign up, and there's no contract. So if you have a Pixel phone, they'll just send you a, a SIM card, and then you could just use it. Last time right? I tried, like, though, I they were like, "You're in Australia. Thanks for coming, but no thanks. Oh. I have, to, I have to try this again." <laughs> okay, we'll have to try that again. Well, hey, listen, I have a referral code. <laughs> How convenient! <laughs> How convenient! Awesome! 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 Well, it has been a fun episode, everyone, and we hope that you are having um, happy holidays and that you're getting some rest. And uh, maybe if you're listening to us in the weekend, we, we really hope you're enjoying some time out there. And maybe look at Google Maps, you know, to make sure if your your favorite spot that you're going to isn't so busy. Uh, maybe if you're seeing some movies, I I know I hope to see uh, Rogue One officially. Uh, I was planning on seeing that last week until I tweeted about it. I was like, can't wait to take my daughter. And then everyone's like, puts this like red banner, like, no. And I was like, what's going on? They're like, you may not want to take your daughter to see that movie. And I go, what? She she watched The Force Awakens and she liked it. They're like, ah, this one has a bit more violence and a bit intense. No, I'm not giving any spoilers. I'm not telling him any spoilers. I know Andy just took off his headset because he doesn't want to hear what I just said. All I can say is it's a bit more violence and intense. I haven't seen it, but that's what I hear. So word of caution to all the parents that want to take their kids to go see Star Wars, potentially you may want to screen it first. There's Andy, I'm not giving any spoilers. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> uh, no, no, see, I don't I know, I know. Andy doesn't even like to like look at the preview, like he, he the trailers or anything. Actually, I can't believe that you haven't already seen it, Andy. That's like that's you. Why well, haven't you I, seen well, look, it? again, I was in DC this weekend and I already told you that I was out I was in DC last night and I'm thinking, well, okay, I got two I got two and a half hours before I have to make my leave from leaving up my train. I really want to Take a walk and see the, the National Christmas tree and all that other other stuff that's that's going on. It's like, but I there's an AMC theater like two blocks away from the hotel. Maybe I should see the movie tonight just to make sure I see it before people continue to talk about it. Because now now we're, we're see we're, we're in the most pernicious part of spoiler land where people are saying, okay, look, obviously I'm not going to give you give away any spoilers, but I can't believe I can't believe they got the rights to to use Winnie the Pooh in the in the movie. There's a there's a of course I don't know what's going on, but there's a I saw a headline in like Gizmodo or something like here's how they got the rights to use Winnie the Pooh in the new Star Wars movie. I'm like, okay, well clearly the appearance of this this thing was going to be was not something I would have expected and now I'm expecting it. Thank you very much Gizmodo. So yes, I have to be very very careful. I I haven't seen it so I can't spoil it. I haven't seen it either. So you. yeah, I I can't believe that reveal when I finally re- uh reveal why Luke Skywalker is called Skywalker. Amazing. Actually, it's a actually it's a it's a it's a it was a it was a misprint in the script. It was supposed to be Luke Skywriter, where he would like take a 
take the X ring and just write promotional items for in local insurance companies and car dealerships. Well, how else do you make money once the rebellion has won or whatever? It's like everyone's out of a job. It's you're not the rebellion anymore. Listen, listen, we, we, we need to wrap this up because my beer is getting warm here. I asked the listeners if I should do the podcast with or without a beer, and they all voted for a beer, and uh, it's getting warm. So, you know, I, I, got, I got to finish it up. I got I to gotta finish it up before it's still cold. And if I drink any more of this beer, I think, the, I think this podcast is just going to go out of control. So mm. we want to thank everyone for listening. Andy, where can people find you? We'll gloss over that. And yes, I'm. Uh, if you spell my last name correctly, you can check out my Instagram. You can check also some pictures of the at the White House. Uh, you can check out me on uh, on Twitter, same address, and I'm at anotgo.com. And Russell, where can people find you in the future? They can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. And I have to congratulate the few listeners who managed to find me on LinkedIn and tried to add me to their LinkedIn. <laughs> Thanks for that. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm at Yasmin Avian on Twitter. You can find us on the web at, at Mentor Podcast. Send us feedback at materialpodcast at gmail.com and also on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. Until next time, happy holidays. Stay in material. Oh, and if you listen to the show before Christmas and you are keeping track of where Santa is, don't forget to track Santa via uh, the Google Assistant. Ask it where Santa is or all you know the Google Home or your Pixel phone, and it will be able to tell you, or also download the app from uh, the Google Play Store. All right, everyone, take care. Bye.